0: Hey everyone, welcome to the Happy Flosser podcast. My name is Billy Lunt, I am your host, and I am here to talk to you about all things dental hygiene to support you on your journey through the dental hygiene program. Welcome so glad to have you. Hey everyone. In this episode, we're gonna take a look at one of the most important parts of record keeping for risk management in the clinical setting. It's all about how you document your clinical notes. Now there's a lot more involved in the record keeping process, your hard tissue charting, your service codes that you use or procedure codes that you use, the medical histories that you take, the dental history, the examinations and assessment parts but this episode is going to cover your actual clinical notes. And as a student, sometimes it can be really hard to develop or put the words together to define and explain exactly the process of what you're doing. Sometimes we have to describe things. Sometimes we have to articulate things. So let's go through the process of how we write a really good clinical note and what the format is that we use at our school, at other schools, and out in the real world in clinical practice to help keep our notes accurate, clear, concise, and really thorough. Think of writing your notes as a very strategic and concise form of storytelling. You as the provider are responsible for documenting all of your findings through the assessment process and the whole ADPI model in a way that makes it so that not only you understand what you've done, what the procedures are, and what your findings are and what the outcomes are of your patient, but also other providers who then work with that very same patient. You want your notes to be very easy to read, easy to understand and comprehensible to other people. And I will admit to you, when I first entered the field of dentistry, we used paper charts. We're told to keep our notes really clear, short, brief, and concise. And I loved looking back at old, old charts where sometimes it would just have the date and the procedure that was done. P-E-X, B-W-X, P-R-O, right? So it was very streamlined to be short and brief. And that has evolved, which is so beneficial for all of us in order to provide the standard of care that our patients have come to expect. And thank goodness for electronic medical records, the EMRs, because we can create templates to keep us organized in how we process our thoughts into the clinical notes. So there's a couple different formats that we use. In school at NHTI we use an AETN format to write our clinical notes and it really helps students develop an understanding of all the different big pieces of the clinical notes. The A stands for the assessment and that refers to any of the information that is observable, measurable, and reproducible. Things like the vitals, the blood pressure, the intra oral exam findings, the gingival assessment findings, the occlusion findings, the caries assessment findings, the perio risk assessment findings. Those are all under your A for assessment. Your E is for education. Some of the examples, education, right? So you're going to apply the elements of good instruction that you learn about. You wanna see how the education evolves over time. So visit number one may discuss information tailored to the specific needs of the patient. Things like their biofilm, their periodontal disease, their tooth decay or caries risk, and some of the special needs considerations. Maybe your patient is pregnant or diabetic or has some dexterity issues. You may introduce a toothbrushing technique in very small incremental steps and note areas of improvement from last time. This would all fall under your education chunk piece of your note. T would be your treatment. What did you do today? In that case note, you would actually say what you did today. You performed your, you scaled the lower left quadrant on your patient. Maybe you provided a fluoride varnish or you did a sealant, right? What is the treatment that you provided for your patient today? That would fall under that chunk of the note. N is the last component of the case notes at NHTI, and that is for the next visit. What is your plan for the next time that you see this patient? One of the things that I want you to understand is the N changes as you develop deeper understanding of the process of care. So when you're in clinic two and you write your N note, your N note should include only education. The next time I see this patient, We're going to build on those small steps. We're going to reevaluate how they're doing on their home care or something else that we implemented for them, some kind of element of good instruction, and what is our next step in that process. We're going to be thinking in a very positive direction that our patient is going to comply with all of the education that we're building on, and we're looking at what is the next step in this process. That is the bulk construction of your AETN note. Having a framework for your note helps you stay organized. But think about another piece, which you may not know. The next time you see this patient and they're coming in, you can take a look at that clinical note and very easily figure out what you're doing next, where you were in the process, because you have had a lot go on in between your visits with this patient. You want to make sure that your notes help you have seamless transition from one appointment to the next appointment in the sequence. By having your notes chunked into different categories, it really helps you know where you left off and all the pertinent information of your patient and what your plan was for the next step. Because you wrote these notes when this was fresh in your mind, And so you can refer to this note to help refresh your memory so that you pick up right where you left off with that patient. It really helps you be better prepared for the appointment. And this is where clinical notes have really evolved nicely for providers so that we have a story that we tell ourselves. We have documentation to protect ourselves and the lives of our patients. And we also have a story that we tell so that we know This is the next chapter in the story for this patient and we know where to pick up right where we left off. Please know that the AETN notes are used specifically in the educational setting and maybe in some offices inadvertently, not really intentionally. Some offices still write paragraph form notes and they include different parts of the AETN note but may not realize that they're doing it quite that way. So this is a very intentional and strategic learning environment style note. Now I will point you to Wilkins to notice the other type of note that we're going to talk about today, which is the one that I've seen widely used out in the clinical setting, in the real world, right? If I'm using air quotes, in the real world. And there's so many examples of this style note in your Wilkins textbook and they're called SOAP notes. Now, just like the AETN note, SOAP notes is a framework to provide the clinician with the same framework on what information gets chunked into different categories. This makes it easy for you to stay on task, make sure that your notes have all the necessary and required information to tell the complete story of everything that was done services rendered, conversations discussed, treatment options, education, all the different parts of the visit, all in a very clear, easy to understand note. There are some similarities between the AETN note and the SOAP note. And so the idea is that the student, when they graduate and as they work through the process of care and developing good understanding of how to write really detailed yet Concise notes, they can easily make the transition from an AETN note to a SOAP note. One of the character features that is the same with the SOAP note and the AETN note is that it is an acronym for different categories. So S is subjective. This is the first part of your note. And this includes the introduction and history, family history and lifestyle, some of the information from your patient's profile. Their medical history is also part of this and their dental history, all of that stuff. And one of the things that I would always add in my S part of my soap note in quotations is something that the patient said as it pertained to their dental care. Maybe they come in with a toothache and they say, this tooth has been bothering me for three days straight and it's throbbing. I'd actually put that in quotations under the S part. The O is the objective form of the note. And this includes the clinical exam. so your clinical signs and oral conditions, what you observe when you are evaluating your patient, when you're doing your assessment. And here's where things are just a little bit different for the provider in the SOAP note. Under the O, you will add your patient education, determining with your objective mind what the patient already knows so that you can figure out how to develop a plan. So your objective, what are you observing when you are working with this patient? Your A in the SOAP note is your assessment. And in the assessment, you will include things like your periodontal status, your caries risk assessment, your dietary analysis. You want to do a summary regarding these things, thinking about how their caries risk relates to their dietary assessment, their periodontal status, and how that relates to some of the other issues that you observed in your objective section, and maybe some of the medical implications as it connects to the S and the O part of the note. P part of the SOAP note includes the problem management, the plan, what type of treatment is this patient going to require in order to either maintain their health or get them into a healthy, stable state, what type of preventive care are you going to offer this patient? Or what type of means do they have? What is your plan to either arrest decay, prevent decay, arrest periodontal disease, or prevent periodontal disease, right? These are the two main diseases that we're talking about. And so, your P, your plan in your soap note is going to include that piece. Now some soap notes have another section. We might call them soap-er notes, right? So as dental hygienists, we like to be very organized in our framework. So sometimes we realize that we might have to tweak a framework a little bit to meet our needs with patient care. So the E on a soap-er note would be education. I personally like to have a separate category for the educational piece. What did I provide my patient in the education piece? And you can actually refer to your AETN note category and use the same information from the E part of the AETN note in your SOPR E part of your SOPR note. The education piece, you should always include the elements of good instruction into that and build on what the patient has learned because we're constantly trying to see improvement and growth. We want our patient to be better today than they were yesterday, and we always want to make plans to have improvement over time. The R in the sober note is referral, or what is their next visit, right? Do What do we refer to them? Do we need to refer them? Remember, remember I said, We want to prevent caries or arrest caries. We want to prevent periodontal disease or arrest periodontal disease. Does this patient need a referral to a specialist or another provider in order to accomplish that goal? It's a really nice way to end your note is with a referral if it's needed or maybe something that we're doing, some treatment that we're providing and then if that treatment is unsuccessful, then there's an R there for referral. By having a framework for your notes, it provides you as a clinician a really easy to follow guide in order to make sure that your notes are comprehensive. It also makes it easier for you to refresh your memory pretty quickly when you look at the note in the future. You might want to know specifics that are just in one category and take a quick look at that or when you look at what the plan was on your patient, that P, the soap note, the P from your patient, you can just take a quick look at the plan. So just as a quick review, in your soap note, your S should always have quotations with a reference to some very important point that your patient made. Maybe for example, if we're talking specifically about a conversation you had on preventive care with your patient, and they're sitting in the chair and they say, uh, that proxy brush that you gave me last time was really hard for me to figure out how to use. I would put in quotations under the S part of the soap note for a hygiene visit, that exact statement that the patient said. That gives so much information about the effectiveness of our elements of good instruction so that we can put an alternative plan together for that patient. And then our observation, maybe that same patient, you take a look and there's some real inflammation going on in the interdental space, in the posterior and anterior region for your patient. And so that use of the proxy brush was ineffective because they didn't use it. And yet we still have some irritation going on, right? So we're talking about what we observe when we're looking in the mouth. The A that proxy brush was ineffective. So what would be an alternative choice for your patient, right? So we're doing that assessment, we're assessing the health of the tissue, we're assessing the health of the patient, and we're coming up with an alternative plan that we can put together. And that would be something that goes in that category, thinking about the lines of prevention and your job as a prevention specialist, right? Preventing caries, preventing periodontal disease. We're always thinking about ways that we can improve things for our patients. And then the P, we're providing instruction for maybe a use of a water pick. Maybe we're going to be more successful in helping our patients use a water pick because one of the things they were having trouble with, with the proxy brush kind of lended itself to, hey, a water pick might be more beneficial for this patient. The patient's on board with trying the water pick. These are things that you're going to put under the P component of your notes. Having all of this information in the notes really helps you as the clinician the next time you see this patient. They might start off by saying, I love the water pick. I use it every night. I don't feel like my teeth are clean unless I use the water pick. You might put that under your S the next time the patient comes in. So you can see how over time, you will see the benefits and the drawbacks of the action steps that we take as providers to provide prevention efforts for our patients, and the notes help us do that. The notes help us meet the patient where they are and move forward in the right direction, in a direction of prevention for the patient. And it's guided prevention so that we're using exactly what they say to help us put a plan together to move them in that direction. Your notes are a vital element of being successful at walking your patient down the path to oral health. I always like to have the why behind things that I am doing, especially in the clinical setting when I'm running behind. If I can understand the importance and significance of my why, it'll really help me in that moment when I'm running behind to know that it is important to do the task at hand which is usually writing the clinical notes when you're behind, when the patient is still in the operatory before they leave. This is vital to the success of thorough notes. There are two accepted strategies that minimize risk related to how we care for our patients. Number one is documentation all the way. And if you use a framework of the AETN model or the SOAP notes, this will help keep you organized Because in today's world, it's so much more about writing in the clinical note what you did. You have to document why you did it, how the patient responded, what the patient requested, and how the outcome was. So it's important that you have an all-encompassing clinical note. And by using these frameworks, it will help you in that process. The second strategy to minimize risk related to patient care is good communication. And we'll talk about that in a future episode. The other thing that we'll talk about is the elements of good instruction, because I did reference that term a couple of times in this podcast, so I'll definitely uh, cover that in more detail. I'll talk to you then. I would invite you to ask any questions at all that you need answered. Sometimes questions come up when you're listening to this podcast. If you have a question, most likely someone else has the very same question. I'd be happy to answer it and would probably share it in a future podcast.